Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by HipstersOfTheCoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at Patreon.com slash Leaving a Legacy. Magic is power. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick, I'm your Legacy newbie. With me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry Me. What's up, Jerry? Not much, Pat. Not much. It is a new day. I don't, I don't know. I didn't it really is. have anything else besides that. <laughs> well, it's, it's Memorial Day, right? Did you take some time out of your day to honor our uh, fallen, fallen soldiers? Yeah. Protecting our freedoms in this great country? Uh, yes. Good. Good. I went food shopping. They did. Uh, I was in. I was in Whalen this morning doing um doing a side job. Actually, one that I accidentally sent you a picture of. <laughs> um, yeah, I asked Pat what but, time we were recording tonight, and he sent me a picture of a lamppost. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, oops, wrong text. Uh, so I was in in Whalen. Uh, they actually did this thing. They had people playing taps in the town at three o'clock. So that was pretty cool. Um, one of the neighbors alerted me to that to that going on, so that was pretty neat. But um, hope everyone had a lovely Memorial Day. Of course, they're going to be listening to this on Friday, most likely, so past the holiday, but uh, getting into the post-holiday weekend, which is always nice as well. Uh, so, Jerry, what have you been up to, man? How you been? I've been good. I've been good. Yeah? I I left vacation mode on my Mana Traders rental, so I'm diving back into the legacy Ooh, meta dip my toe nice. in and uh the water's still shit still full of companions <laughs> <laughs> so might be going back up on the beach to relax a bit more until uh you know low tide washes all these companions away <laughs> okay why don't you just join why don't you just join the fray and just get a companion in your sideboard and just be like the rest because i just i have no desire like i, I have better you things can fit to- something into a sneak and show right what companion could go into sneak and show it's, i just have better things to deal with my time than play that type of magic so i find that very hard to believe i know you're i know you're quarantined jerry you have nothing better to do i have have lots of hobbies i have lots of hobbies eve yeah that's right eve eve is eve is eve is not a hobby eve is a second job pat let's get that straight (laughs) (laughs) but no i mean it's just like i i dip my toe in a little bit and it just it still sucks so i'm gonna sit on the high sidelines for a bit but i'm i'm not necessarily going back into vacation mode and just not opening up magic online at all but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure we'll see changes coming down the road. I mean, we'll, we're going to get into it tonight, but the uh, the challenges, the five O lists are, or especially the five O lists are just full of full of companions. So um, who knows if that's going to, ch- you know, if that'll, if we'll see an adjustment in the meta game soon or, or not. But I, I'm sure that it's gonna, something's going to be what? addressed by by Wizards at some point. Let's just say the next banned and restricted list can't come soon enough. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I can, I can understand that. I'm, uh, I've been playing uh, webcam magic, which has been really fun. I was actually trying to get some uh, games in this weekend with uh, Justin, our editor, uh, but we were kind of like just couldn't make the schedule work out. But um, I'm really enjoying playing matches over webcam. I've been jamming Blue Red Delver. Uh, really enjoying that. I got a couple spell snares to add into the deck because I think that uh, uh, punishing two drops right now is pretty good. So. Um. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with Blue Red. I'm excited for the Flying Whale. It's coming into the format pretty soon. Uh, that'll be that'll be a good addition to the to the Delver decks. Um. So yeah, I'm looking looking forward to that. And uh, and yeah. So we'll we'll see. I haven't played against any of the uh the companions because I'm just playing webcam magic. And everyone who I play with on webcam is like, I don't want to play companions. And I said that's fine. We'll just play good old uh good old fashioned magic. Yeah, it's really funny. The um, you know, if it wasn't for quarantine, I think we would be seeing this much more obviously but just 
the schism between paper magic and magic online right now Mm -hmm. where for people playing webcam paper magic no one's using companions because it's just miserable and then if you look (laughs) on magic online it's nothing but companions wall to wall (laughs) yeah yeah it's interesting like there's something to be said for people just like uh using the cards and trying to get them banned i think i don't know how much that that's part of it but uh i've heard people make that argument before where if a card's really that good just go online and just and break the card and and force someone to, to make action on it um but uh but yeah we'll we'll see i mean it's again it's uh i have no real huge opinion on the on the companions i'm just going by the data i really don't have like a a dog in the fight at this point but um but yeah, well, so we'll see what happens. But let's let's get into our into our show tonight. We have an awesome guest on, uh, a first time on the show, which I actually thought maybe we had him on before because I've, I've I know I've spoken to him. I think the last time we saw him was at GP Niagara. He's our friend, our friend Romario. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Welcome to the show. Wait, I'm also shocked. I thought you would have been on the show before. I think we've. I thought so too. I think we've definitely like talked about having you on the show for like years and well, well <laughs> i was on i was i think i was on the legacy pit and ramar i think i it, correct me if i'm wrong Ramar. he was in the chat i was like oh yeah ramario i'm pretty sure we've had him on the podcast and he's like no you haven't had me on i was like really <laughs> i like i was like really we haven't had him on so so we made that happen man how you doing dude good good uh no it was like uh the episode you guys talked to mott yep i remember i went for well i started recently this morning jogging routine so I was walking around my block, and then uh, you guys were talking to Mots, and then you said, like, so Ryan has been in the show? I was like, I was like no. And <laughs> That's I, what it was. Yeah. <laughs> if I wasn't so tired, I would have replied right then and there, but I waited. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so, so welcome to the show, man. How you been? How are things? Yeah, living this quarantine life, I guess. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We're all in it. We're all in it. Uh, yeah. For our listeners who might not know you as well, um, can you tell them a little bit about yourself and kind of the, the legacy community you uh, you represent? All right. Well, my name is Romario. I'm from Brazil, but I've been living in Richmond, Virginia for the past 20 years. Uh, our legacy community here has gone like its ups and downs. I think when I started playing back in 2009, uh, we only had more the older guys that still had cards that we're mostly like vintage and legacy players. Uh, and at that time, it was really hard for us to get like no events going because everyone had families and like it was really hard for us to, to get people to come out and play. Uh, then there was a period that we had almost no legacy happening here in town, except for me and like four or five <laughs> other people that sometimes get together. Just in the town square. Was... It's like, anyone want a game? <laughs> game? But I mean, basically, <clears throat> uh, I mean, at that time I had to like loan out decks for people to you know, be able to play at a store, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then that's when I actually got into Magic Online. Uh, also, that's around the same time when Vintage Masters got released on Magic Online. So, no. Price of cards dropped considerably at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I think it was around 2014, I think. Uh, and then, yeah. And then, I think it was like a little bit after that. We, I'm going to say kids because I'm in my 30s now. <laughs> but they were like uh, players that are like in their 20s. And somehow, they started having interest in playing Legacy. And most of the stores here allow proxies. But what happened was that they started playing with proxies first. And then they would borrow cards to play at Star City events. Because Richmond, we, we got a lot of like Star City events when they were still mm-hmm. running Legacy events. Uh, so all the DC and Baltimore and the ones in North Carolina, people travel to go play those events. And then the SCG Con in Roanoke, that's like two and a half hours away from us. Uh, so those players would just borrow cards. And what happened as the time went by, they actually tried to build their decks so they didn't have to borrow cards. Mm-hmm. And so we got like a pretty good uh, 
legacy community. At one point, one of the stores here in town does an event that's on is the last Monday of the month, and we'll get like twenty five people like to play at night. So. Yeah, slowly but surely. <laughs> borrowing cards is huge for building a community because when you let people borrow cards, you give them a taste of the format so that they enjoy it. And then the next time they're just like, well, like I could borrow the car, but like that's a hassle. I have to like drive mm-hmm. to his house or I have to like mm-hmm. meet up before or like I'll, I'll just get it myself. And or just or just ask and court just the coordination can be a pain sometimes. Right. Yeah. So, so just like yeah. and like once you're once you're kind of in that that lifestyle, it just for convenience sake, you start picking up cards on your own. And before mm-hmm. you know it, you have an entire community of people who all have their own cards and can then lend their cards out to other new people looking to get into the format. So, that, yeah, that's huge so and having like your own library of, of decks to lend out that's actually how like travis started legacy pit was like he was telling the story uh on i think it was on the dead format and he was just saying like yeah i had i had a bunch of these decks and my friend had a bunch of decks and we had a contest to see who could build more legacy decks to lend out and oh, that wow. built like a whole legacy <laughs> scene that built a whole legacy scene so um if you're a if you're you know have the capability to to have a few decks to loan out or at least have pieces of decks to loan out it really goes a long way in building your local scene so that your decks actually are worth something uh you know outside of like being able to sell them online they're actually worth something because you can play them locally that's a that's a huge boon and uh, uh for, for the legacy community yeah being able to loan that stuff out definitely um now Ramar, you also so besides the kind of the virginia legacy scene you also do commentary for brazilian legacy online a bit well, so I, I did it one time, uh, actually a couple of times, but the more recently one was uh, yesterday on Sunday. Uh, so there's a guy that started running a legal line. I don't know how many times he's going to do it, but it's sort of like in the modes of how Julian used to do the the legacy, well, mediocre league, and then the later the <laughs> Premier League. Yep, yep. Uh, I like it. Well, I wonder. I gotta ask him what was the what was the reason oh, he stepped that up. He said it last time he was. Oh, it was cast. a joke. It was a joke. Yeah, no, they, yeah, it was they were a joke. the mediocre league, and then some people complained, so they changed it to the Premier League. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, not that they complained. <laughs> I'm sorry, not complained mistaken. is the wrong word. Complained is the long word. People, people grumbled. I don't know. I'm not. Gr- <laughs> <laughs> well. If I'm not mistaken, it was because they had the Vintage Super League. Right. Mm-hmm. So they created the, as a joke, they made it like the Legacy Mediocre League. Right, right. Yeah. But then when, when Wizards was actually going to sponsor them, they're like, we can't have this name. So they, <laughs> so they changed it. Yeah. I think. I'm, I'm not, I'm that, not that, 100% that's a bad, on that one. That's a better way to explain it. <laughs> they, they need okay. to bring back the Mediocre title. I'm sorry. Bring it back. <laughs> yeah, bring it back. Like, why, like, you don't need to, you know, you don't need to pretend like we're not a bunch of beer drinking, like, like just... <laughs> Like you know, a grown adults who play a children's card game in our spare time, beer. like just just embrace embrace the shame. You need to do it. Magic Online well, Beer League. When you put it that way, <laughs> <laughs> we just got to get it all in perspective, guys. All in perspective. It's, <laughs> it's really hard playing cards on top of the cooler because every time you need to reach in to uh, grab another beer, all the cards slide off the top. <laughs> oh oh man. man, that's awkward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Um, but awesome, awesome. So, what um, what kind of decks do you do you find yourself playing most often? Uh, everything, <laughs> everything and anything. All right, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, for a while, like I was when I was starting my stream, uh, uh, the only deck I had on on Magic Online was Mud, and that was a deck that I had. Uh, so I've only top eight one Star City event, and I was playing Mud at that time, and so I kind of try to I don't know brand my stream as like just playing artifact decks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I think my logo is still like a metal worker. 
and it's a chalice of the void somewhere like as a background uh but i i basically started playing like everything uh i think my very first deck or my first real deck was merfolk and because i wanted to have a deck that could branch out later and merfolk had wastelands and force of wills Mm -hmm. uh then slowly i just kept no like everyone else like it's kind of like no you take a little taste of legacy and then you just keep going (laughs) so i just bought everything i think nowadays i have access pretty much to everything except for some like niche cards like moat or i don't know but yeah uh so like i I played everything nice that was kind of like a goal for a while to try to play everything in legacy uh I was looking at my uh, MTG Goldfish like records, and there's like everything. There's like Nick Fit. There's Sylvan Plug that I played for a long time too. Oh yeah, uh, that's right. You were on Plug for a while. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. There's no everything. So like yeah, I, I just try to play everything. It's not. It doesn't mean I, I'm, I play all these decks well. I just try to play everything. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Uh, what's your perspective of of the legacy format right now? What What are kind of your thoughts about you know the the big picture? So this past weekend, without a little, I know you guys want to go into the challenges, but uh. So I placed in the top eight of the uh, Saturday morning one, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it was I was looking at like people streaming this past week, and I saw Bob's results in the super qualifier. So the way I saw it was like, all right, I see a lot of people playing Rug Delver, and I see a lot of people like playing Orion and all kinds of flavors like blue white, just guy, four color, and I figured that Garuda would be the next companion that we're gonna like complain about because the card is really good. So. Uh, I'm not very good at like analyze the meta and try to attack from like a different angle. But I was like, all right, there's one deck that's really good. It's Dredge. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I have a really good record versus Rug Delver playing Dredge. And those 80 card con- uh, control decks, I was looking at their sideboards and they don't have that much uh, graveyard hate. And when they do, it's very like surgical extraction, which you can easily beat playing Dredge. Also, going uh, to 80 cards means that they're going to find that graveyard hate that you know less frequently. Correct. There's also that too. Yes. Uh, so I think I think that's the matter right now. Like if you wanna if you wanna do well, I think you should try to play a deck that can beat those those three decks. I think. Yeah. Do you know? So um, yeah. What is it? Yairuda uh, or Gigantha? That Gairuda? No, not Gairuda. Oh, Gigantha. Yeah, yeah. Gigantha kind of caught me by surprise. Like so, you know, everyone was everyone you know already had Urian and Gairuda on their radar, but Gigantha I don't think was seeing any play while Luris was was still legal, and now Gigantha seems to be the biggest winner for the uh, the Luris bands. We've been seeing that pop up a lot. That's the five drop one, right? Yeah, yeah the five five. Yeah, four and a four and a. What's that? The green red color. I don't know what what a hybrid what, gruel. Yeah, gruel. Yeah, born uh, a gruel. But I don't think that one is actually that good, though. It doesn't look very good, which is why I was shocked to see it showing up in multiple lists. So it's Gigantha the Wellspring four hybrid red green for five five companion. No card in your starting deck has more than one of the same mana symbol in its mana cost. That's not an. I mean, that's not a very restrictive companion requirement. Like it does, it does cut them off of true name nemesis, though, which I thought was interesting to not see in a rug list. Uh, I mean, I think as far as giving up true name goes, like that's that's doable. Like you have so many other th- slots that are so many yeah. other threats that can fill that slot. You know, so many good car- creatures have been printed in recent years. It's it's strange to me that they choose to play this card, though. To be honest, it's a five mana five five. It, it's but it's not a Gurmag this is, angler. This is what I was telling you, Pat. This is what I was telling you, where you guys were making fun of me, where I'm like, I would play, you know, Cave Troll or or Sedge Troll or whatever. <laughs> like, uh, give me Grizzly Bears, give me Grizzly Bears with a companion, and I would still run that. 
because just the inherent bonus of having an extra card that you always have but is just that powerful. How how much of this do you think is going to wear off though? Like I know I understand this is like the week after the bans and like everyone's still trying out the companions, but like is this card like that good enough to take a sideboards? I don't know. I'm not. I'm still not totally sold on it, man. I'm not. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. It's just I think of the people that I've seen that play Rug Delver. I think that's when maybe that's what you guys are talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. They were saying that it's not really worth it. Yeah, it's it's showing up in Rug Delver. It's also showing up in Bug Delver. I mean, this is this is Rug Delver in that it's like again, this is Rug Delver in just the fact that it has. Uh, Delver and is in rug colors, but it's running like Dreadhorde Arcanist. <laughs> it's running Oko. It's not like the low to the grand, you know, low to the ground. Uh, you know, Delver. Yeah, exactly. It's not like the Stifle list. It's 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 just not the super aggressive uh, rug Delver list that we've seen. That's going to keep you off of mana and and punish you with uh, with three threes for one. I think the deck that it would stick in though is uh, the lands. The lands decks have been picking it up, and honestly. Mm-hmm. Like there isn't really, it doesn't. I don't think it loses anything. Like there's no double color that I can think of in lands, at least. And just you know, having that ability of having that extra card, and then it also just like it's a mana ramp once you actually uh, get it into play. Yeah, I mean, once lands has five mana, though, do they really need ten mana? Probably not. No, but it's just like lands often finds itself in top deck mode against a lot of decks, and it's. Just- oh, I think it's like I think it's fine. Yeah, I think it's fine. Like you know, because lands get in, gets in that spot where they've ground out their opponent. Their opponent has is in top deck mode. Like you know, they've they've been able to, uh, you know, uh, maze of Ith, their creature, and you know they've wastelanded them out, and then they're just then lands is just looking for a way to win. This is just a lot better than like looping punishing fire a billion times. Yeah, for the it's win, like right? it's a it's a five mana five five, and once yeah. you're in top so that, deck mode, like it's a lot of decks can have trouble dealing with that. I think when this card got spoiled, I don't know if we talked about it on the cast, but I do remember hearing. I don't know if I, if I if I said this, but I do remember this discussion about this card being a possible lands edition because, uh, like you said, it is just kind of like that role player, just a finisher. But again, it's not like a, it's not like like in and of itself, it's not a busted card. Like I, I just don't think it's. I don't think it's so amazing that it deserves a, a spot in the sideboard here, but whatever. Well, it's just like it's it's just the principle of the matter at that point. It's like mm-hmm. yeah, it itself isn't that busted, but mm-hmm. you got an extra card. Yeah, right. It's just right. like that you can't interact until you you cast out of your sideboard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like maybe if this was the only companion printed, it would be fine, and you know it would be like oh that's interesting, but just like. I don't know it just—it's just wrong. It just—it yeah. just—it goes against so much of what magic is. It, I don't—I mm-hmm. don't want to get into it, but you know, you know. Uh, how yeah, I feel. We, we, we've talked about it. We've talked about it. Also, this elves list in twelfth place. I don't know how it's actually—it's running Jagentha, but it's also running Natural Order. Doesn't that not work? Um. Yeah. No card in your starting deck has more than one of the same mana symbol in its mana cost. Natural Order is two green green. Am I not understanding Gigantha's companion restriction? Wait, in 12th, the, the Wacker Rock list? Uh, no, no, Newton's. Yeah, Hello Newton, 12th place. I don't understand how he's running Gigantha in the sideboard and also Natural Order in the main deck. Well, then he's probably doing the same thing he was doing with Luros. He There are probably some matches that he wants Gigantha. So he probably sides out Natural Order. And then he probably has a package that he brings... So it's pro- so like when Newton won that uh, uh I forgot what it's called the the larger event online <clears throat> he was playing Lurus and Lurus had the same thing you couldn't have uh Crater Hoof Behemoth in your deck 
but he had a sideboard plan to play against Delver that he would side out the Behemoths and the Natural Orders. Gotcha. Okay, that makes so, more like, sense. Right. So basically, it's it's almost like a transformational companion sideboard. Ah, that that feels Probably, so that yeah. feels so dirty. <laughs> Uh, I need a shower. I'll be back, guys. <laughs> um, and then, of course, we're seeing Yurian all over the freaking place in Yoko mm-hmm. Snow Control. <laughs> right. So, what was? How did? Uh, how did you kind of navigate this field when? Uh, when you placed for Mario? Oh, actually, hold on a second. I just talked to a friend of mine the other day, and I have some notes here. Oh, okay. notes. I fancy. Played, well, sorta. I played four times versus Rug Delver. And I went 4-0 versus Rugdelver. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, I did play against, uh, I don't know what you call it, the Esper <clears throat> Violist. It was actually uh, Caleb Smith that was playing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he almost got me because I forgot the deck plays Peacekeeper. And Dredge has a hard time removing anything off the board. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I uh, played against that. And I lost to Ant. I think that player was the only one that was undefeated at the end of the Swiss. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the same player that finished in fifth uh, in top eight. Uh, and then I played against, in fact, it was a person that finished in the 11th place. That was a very good matchup, too, because I, they had Instaring Bridge on the sideboard, and I did not see that coming from, in fact. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think mostly it was because I got, you know, again, I thought I was going to see a lot of Rug Delver, and I played a lot against Rug Delver. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's pretty much it. Like, as long as I didn't get templed out too bad... It was it was okay for Dredge. I think that was actually a, a game that I played that I didn't do anything for four turns. Wow! I think I had a, I think I had a hand that I had to resolve a cabal, uh, not cabal therapy, uh, a fitless looting, mm-hmm. and they had force negation, so I couldn't even like flash it back because it got removed. Yep. And they played a Delver, and I just played a land pass, played a land pass, and Dredge does not do very well when that happens. <laughs> but somehow, by like turn four, I drew another faithless looting. I think I can't remember, but I was able to put some Dredgers in the graveyard. And two turns later, I had like 24 power on the board and they had to concede. <laughs> so it's interesting. Like, so do you think that your um, matchup versus Rug would have been different had this had these? I'm assuming these weren't the Nimble Mongoose builds of Rug, right? These were like the little, like the slightly larger builds running Oko and whatnot. Uh, so I wasn't aware until about actually on Saturday when I was playing the match, uh, the event, I was reading um like some of the newer rug lists mm-hmm. and I, so I, I noticed that if they had stifles that means they didn't have dread horde arcanus in their deck uh if they had dread horde arcanus the lists that i saw they also would have okos and sometimes you have the new god uh, uh clothed i think that's how you say it the okay. green red one yep. uh which is actually pretty bad against i mean it's very good against delver uh dredge but it's pretty bad for me and uh, so I, I saw both. I saw people playing with Stifles. I saw people playing um, Dread Horde Canis. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one. I think I saw Okos, but they never got you no know, to resolve it before the game was over. Mm-hmm. Um, like so, yeah. But none, nobody was playing. I don't think I saw Nemo Mongoose or anything like that. It was okay. more the more the twenty twenty Rug Delver. Right, right. Yeah, so I, I'm just curious if that would have changed the the math of your matchups there, just because. The, those extra threats, those extra one mana threats, can kind of put the pressure on uh, on Dredge if it's in the like the top deck mode, like you were saying. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, no, I mean the, the the big thing with Delver is that usually their sideboard is uh, just like surge extraction. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you see people bring like back to back to nature things the name of the card. Uh, so those are easy for you to just navigate. Uh, the one game that was hard, um, it was the same person. That, I think they. The next day too, they had uh, Graph Digger's Cage, 
and I, I thought it could be something that could be in their deck. So for game three, I brought the one-off shenanigans that I had in the sideboard. <laughs> and my first dredge, I found it, and I had lands to cast it. And I think for three turns, it was just like me dredging it back, targeting yep. his Grafdigger's Cage. He would counter. Then on the next turn, I'll dredge it. I'll target again, <laughs> and it'll counter. And then I dredge again, and I and they counter the third time. And then after that, like I resolved, and then I was able to win. But so... Uh, Again, with Dredge, it's really important for you to win game one. Mm-hmm. And then you try to figure out what's, what's their graveyard hate <laughs> for game two and three. Now, how much... How, so, I've heard, like, that, you know, there, there are kind of, like, two um, styles of Dredge, or, or I guess, like, theories when it comes to sideboarding with Dredge, where you're you're either, like, the no-fear style of Dredge, where you just don't care what your opponent's doing. Like, you don't care what their hate pieces are. You're just going to be the most efficient Dredge list that you can have. And then, but then I see you have, you have like ley lines in here. You obviously have shenanigans. You have some, some ways to deal with some hate pieces in here. So are you more likely to sideboard, uh, to, to compensate for those hate pieces from your opponents? So first of all, that was not my list. It was a friend of mine. Uh, he gave me the list and he kind of gave me a little bit of a, like the strategies to like how to sideboard. Mm-hmm. Not like, no, take this many cards, take this out. He just told me like, all right, against this matchup, you want this and this in the, in the deck. Uh, and I, I mean, I played Dredge before, so it was not that hard for me to figure out what to take out. Uh, but yeah, no. The, so the sideboard is just like no trying to deal with late lines and mm-hmm. uh, and try to go over uh, Dredge decks, and that's why you have the package with uh, Dread Return and uh, Ashen Rider, and there's also there's the Ox in there. Yep. So yeah, yeah. That Ox is uh, that Ox is very interesting. Uh, it's just super powerful with that escape, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's not easy for you to get eight cards to remove from uh, in dredge. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like it's easy, but uh, it's it's actually fairly hard for me to have two red mana and have eight cards to to remove. Uh, mm-hmm. That card got side out a lot, uh, but I think there were two games that I actually got to cast it <clears throat> or escape it. Oh, okay, and and then yeah, then I won. I think one of them by the time I was removing the cards. They conceded, so so when it when it when it does happen, yeah, it's great. But it's the times they happened were that was just like very, very far in between. Yeah, eight eight cards in your graveyard that aren't dredgers seems like a lot. Yeah, then you run this the spot. It's like all right, there is like seven cards, and then you look at the rest of the cards you can remove, and it's like a dredger, or is an Icarid, or is a bridge from below. Yep. And you're like, oh, I don't want to remove any of them. I'm like, right, right. I just want to I just want to remove extra lands and lies I diamonds right. like stuff that I can't use anymore. But yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the deck, the sideboard is very, uh, it's very good against uh, like ley line and um, the other the other ha- uh, graveyard hates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you feel also just graveyard hate in general is on a downswing right now, just because there aren't any graveyard boogeymen for people to worry about? I think so. Um, I mean, we haven't seen no too many people playing black and red reanimator or. Mm-hmm. Um, like even dredge is not even super popular right now. So yeah, I think so. Yeah. Do you like the position of? I mean, obviously you did very well in the challenge. Do you like the position of of dredge going on here? Yeah, I, th- I think it, I think it'll be good for the next I don't know few weeks until either the deck becomes popular or another graveyard deck becomes popular. Which mm-hmm. usually that's what happens, right? No, dredge catches a little bit of a. Oh, what 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 do you guys call it? Like when collateral damage. people are aiming for collateral damage. Yes, yeah. uh, so that that's something that could happen. Um, I don't know if people are going to start bringing uh, like permanent base graveyard hate again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't seen so like there was a league that I played the week before. So before the challenge, I was deciding what I was going to play. If it was going to be Doomsday again or uh, Dredge, mm-hmm. uh, 
And I think the only person that beat me, they had the wrestling piece in their deck. And it was someone that I knew. And so, like, they came to my chat after I was streaming. And they're like, yeah, I haven't played, like, in nine months. So I was like, that explains why you have recipes in your deck. Because <laughs> nobody's playing that card. Yep. But they're like, yeah, I haven't played, like, in nine months. And uh, I got back. And so I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Because nobody, like, everyone is either. The only graveyard I hate I see is either Search for Extraction or uh, Leyline of the Void from Stompy decks. Yep. And so they were like, yeah, yeah, I didn't know. So I just brought a recipe. So I was like. <laughs> so, interesting. Interesting. It's because they're out of the loop, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are the ones that get you. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't get the memo. It was like, no. Yeah, no. it's like, what the hell? We're not playing this car right now, guys. These are not allowed anymore. Jesus. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, uh, so just, just looking at the other decks in this uh, on the 23rd here, the challenge here. So we had, what is this in first? This is a. It's like a Urian yeah, Miracles. Uri- yep. Yep. Running Arkham's Astrolabe. It's got a Narset. Three Oko and a Teferi, the three minute Teferi. Interesting. There's like it's just a miracles list with Urian. It's I would say it's just Snow it's like Snoko Miracles. It's, with eighty cards. Yeah, yep. it's like Snoko running Terminus and then Abundant Growth. Oh my god, it's so weird. It's so weird. You gotta gotta fill those twenty cards with cantrip somehow, Pat. I guess so. <laughs> I guess, so. yeah, I guess I guess abundant growth really is just a cantrip, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Three Uro. They were they're the ones that beat me in the semifinals. Okay. Oh, cool cool loser. Cool cool user, maybe? Probably not cool. Yeah. Probably not cool loser, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's cool user, Pat. Not Yeah, you're probably not right. <laughs> cool. I should have sounded out my head before I spoke. <laughs> you done messed up, AA Ron. <laughs> Did you say did you say that because I told you that they beat me and you yes. felt, it felt bad for me? I wanted just to get a shot at him for sure. <laughs> Thank for you. Sure. <laughs> Got your back. <laughs> uh and then we have another uh, we have one of the rug deck rug delver lists in second Ator 92. Again, this so this is like an interesting variation on rug delver. Again, it's not the super low to the ground, you know, running uh Nimble Mongoose and and Delver Secrets. This is like uh, four Delver, four Dreadhorde, two Hooting Mandrills. Um, they are running a Chain Lightning, but like there's no Stifles here. Uh, it's like four Force of Will, two Force of Negation, four days. I like the um, single Fiery Islet in their what? their lands. Their nineteenth yep. land is a single Fiery Islet. Yep, yep. That's a I, I I think that's a good card. I think it's I think these these lands are a little underplayed right now, but I, I like Fiery Islet quite a bit. And uh, it's running the Jagunta in the uh, sideboard. Yeah, which again, we we is just like a five mana five five. They have access to whenever they want. Basically, like that's all it is. It's their eleventh well, creature. But interesting. So they can have force of will and force of negation with a card in the sideboard, right? Right. So they have Tarmogoyfs in the sideboard and Sylvan Library. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they have a. I think it's for the mirror. Some kind for the mirror match, like. In the in the other like Delver matchups, Force of Will isn't as good because you know when all your cards do pretty much the same, you don't want to be two for one in yourself to counter mm-hmm. something. So they just like mm-hmm. board out their forces and they just bring in Tarmogoyfs and you know Pyroblasts and stuff yeah, like, like that. You you don't need like the five mana five five against the Force Check decks, right? Like you don't really need that card against Sneak and Show. You don't need that card against 
uh, you know, any yeah. any really combo deck here, right? So yeah, it's you know they it's it, it is interesting. We're seeing this like transformational style where you know in the fair decks when that extra card really matters in the force of will, like you don't want your force of wills because it's card disadvantage and you're trying to mm-hmm. win on card advantage. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just kind of turning the dials all the way up to eleven. You know, min maxing yep. your uh, your resource battle wars. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Uh, so the, uh, third place list by Scuttlespite, Scuttlespike is, uh, a fairies ninjas list. Yeah. We, fairies ninjas. We actually, before the quarantine, there was someone at, uh, that's entertainment who would play this, uh, list very similar to this. Um, Wait, where? At, uh, gaming, etc. Oh, well you said that's entertainment. I, I oh, just sorry. got, man, I just got brought way Yeah, that's back, way back. Man. That's like, t- that's like 10 years ago. Ooh, sorry. Quarantine. Quarantine's been scrambling like, my brain. I forget. That was when LAL wasn't in like the single digit episodes, man. Woo. Yeah, that was. That was. <laughs> Back to the red room at, at, at TE. Wow. Yeah, out in Worcester. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, sorry. At uh, Gaming Etc., there was uh, an individual who was playing a uh, list very similar to this, like Fairy Ninjas. And it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a cool little deck to play against. Yeah. And uh, we don't see any companions in the, in the 75, so that's nice. Yeah. Uh, what I noticed it was that this person and the one that got second place, mm-hmm. they also placed in the top eight of the Sunday challenge too. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, that's very impressive. Yeah, it definitely shows it's not just kind of like a, a hot run. You know, they yep. the deck definitely can have legs. It can top eight back to back tournaments. So what's uh, I'm just trying to see like why is this deck doing really well right now against like so right now I feel like the boogeyman of the format has got to be these Urian Snoko decks right these eighty card monstrosities so it's because it's because the format's so grindy right now like everyone's yeah. just grinding value and this deck grinds with the best of them like the ninjas and fairies are all about advantage and drawing right. cards and right. you know reusing your card draw and. Yeah, it just it it grinds really well. So even though it's not running a companion, it can actually keep up with the grindy companion decks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I know. I know this deck draws a lot of cards. Yeah, I remember when I played against it. Uh, my, my game. I was playing Sneak and Show, and about probably twenty minutes into the game, I realized that my new win condition was decking my opponent <laughs> because I wasn't <laughs> going to combo off on them. So my goal was to stay alive long enough that they would deck themselves. <laughs> yeah, this uh, ninja deck. If you if you don't do something like early in the game, they will just draw three four cards a turn. Yeah, it gets it gets an insane really fast. Just bouncing ornithopters and spell scutter spell stutter sprites. Uh, but yeah, it's a sweet list. I should give mm-hmm. it a try sometime. Maybe that maybe that'll be my answer to all the, the companions. <laughs> bad, you know. It's a cool list. It's like a it's like a pretty budget list too because the yeah. most expensive cards in here are just two underground seas. Like everything else is pretty uh is pre- and I guess the forces are are a little bit a little bit more expensive. But everything else here is like dirt cheap. It's pretty sweet. All right, downloading it. It's going in my Magic Online folder. I want to love it. <laughs> want to fight against the man. <laughs> nice, nice. There you go. And then we got uh, our boy Romario is in fourth place. Uh, is there anything with this dredge list that's that's different? It looks like pretty outside of the ox. It seems pretty uh, pretty straightforward, right? Uh, a few things. Uh, there's like two uh, main deck Lotus petals. Okay. Uh, that yeah, but it's pretty much everything. Uh, there's there's no uh, careful studies. That's another one that usually you see it. Any, what's the reason for that? I'm not sure, really. So there's a friend. So this guy named Vicente, uh, he's another Brazilian player. He won a challenge like last year, I think, with Dredge, mm-hmm. and I think that's all he plays. So I asked him for a list, and he gave me this list. And uh, there's also four 
putrid imps which is something that I haven't seen in Dredge in a long time. Uh, hmm. Again, I know it's like, so like Dredge is kind of like one of those X only a few people play. Um, so if you, like, like you said, you like, you looked at it and you're like, oh, this looks uh, stock. But uh, since I've played Dredge a little bit in the past, uh, I can tell that some of these things are, they make a, a, a big difference. Like okay. Lotus Petals, it was something that I used to keep in the sideboard because mm-hmm. it was a plan that you had to, to go faster. So you would cut some lands and bring Lotus Petals to try mm-hmm. to, combo and uh careful study was uh, no something that you want to get started uh and and putrid imp is kind of cool because it's good against the decks that play force negation because mm-hmm. now you have to they have to either have force negation force of will and they can't counter putrid imp with force negation so right i don't know it's like little things uh the sideboard is also very very different very specific for this matter but hmm. but yeah i guess the last time i played it was it's been a few years since i played uh dredge but i i'm pretty sure i had at least a few putrid imp in, in the in there. I, I like that card a lot in Dredge actually. But oh man, I haven't seen putrid imp in a long time. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember playing. So again, it's been a couple of years since I played Dredge. So that's probably why it looks to me. It looks like pretty pretty straightforward. But yeah, the the I don't remember playing Lotus Petal either myself. So that's that's an interesting innovation there. It's just to make your deck a little faster and edge toward those those grinding companion decks. I guess right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They they definitely make you go faster. I guess mm-hmm. putrid imp. Putrid Imp used to be a uh, a standby of the Reanimator decks back when we didn't mm. have as many looting cards. Interesting. That's kind of cool. Yeah, my first my first uh, Legacy GP was uh, in Providence. I think it was in 2011, mm-hmm. and I played Dredge, and it was way before we had Faithless looting. I think that was the last time I played four Putrid Imps. It was like four Putrid Imps, and you had to play Tireless Tribe. It was the white yeah. creature that can. <laughs> yep. I think I think they're playing Popper, right? There's a combo in Popper. Uh, so so I think that was the last time I played four Future Nymphs. And <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, fifth place we have Ant. Uh, INF looks like. Let's see, Cabal uh, Ritual. Yeah. Single Wish Clock Talisman. Wait, yeah, I was gonna that's, say the Wish Clock Talisman. Wish Claw. That's been standardized i feel right like, yep. I, yeah yeah when this got preview we talked about it when we got when it got previewed we thought it would have a spot in in a deck like this like you're using it you're activating it when your opponent will never have a chance to activate it themselves right right it's yeah, yeah so instead of playing a dark petition they have wish cloth dallas man and they are running two passing flames i'm not sure if that's standard nowadays for ant i don't know uh maybe it's just because Maybe it's just, it's good against just like hedge against. Well, yeah, but we also see a lot of um, force negation, so getting that exiled is pretty costly for um, for 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 this deck. And so maybe it's just a hedge because I, I we're we're seeing a lot of like two x uh, uh, force negation, so maybe it's a hedge against that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, uh, Rug Delver next with spicy. Clothos, God of Destinies. Yeah, so, so <laughs> that's what Romario was talking about. He said you saw uh, Clothis, which has this interesting effect uh, at the beginning of your pre-combat main. You get to exile target card from a graveyard, so it seems like a nightmare to play against with uh, when you're piloting Dredge. Uh, so yeah, I played against them in the first round of the top eight, mm-hmm. and in game, I think it was game one or two, I can't remember, but I remember I Cabal Therapy them, and they had Clothis in their hand, but I think it was a turn that I was going to win. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have a chance to cast it, but I was like, "Wow, they have this main deck." <laughs> I was like, "If it, if this game had gone a little bit longer, I would have lost." But I was able to uh, cabal therapy out of their hand before they they're able to cast. But they also had like a Uro in the main deck. Yeah, I was I was gonna say this is kind of a wild rug delver list because so yeah, it's like it's like mid range rug delver. <laughs> it's yeah because they're running four delver of secrets, three dreadhorde arcanists, two clothis, which is a three drop. 
two Tarmogoyf. So it's like, okay, that's all rug stuff. <laughs> well, outside the God of Destiny. And then they're also running an Uro, Titan of Nature's Wrath. So that's the uh, the three mana 6-6. Six, six. Everyone knows what Uro is at this point. but Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of wild they're playing that. And, they're, and also two Oko. So this is like a mid... Yeah, like Jerry, like you said, like a mid-range rug list. It's definitely not as... Uh, as aggressive as, like I said, those low to the ground rug strategies. Yeah, um, and it's also rifles. It's also running the Jaguntha in the sideboard, which I feel this actual version of rug can use Jaguntha a bit more than the other lower to the ground versions of rug delver. Uh, yeah. So what is this? So uh, not more than one of the same mana symbols. So yeah. So they board out the forces, the force of negation, force of wills, and they're good to go with that card. Right then, that becomes their companion in games two and three. Yeah, and then, you know, it helps them cast things like Uro and the Klaythos and, mm-hmm. you know, other things. Yep. Um, seventh place uh, is just Eld- is Eldrazi with Walking Ballistas. This is, yeah, this is just uh, Eldrazi Aggro. Yeah, seems pretty standard. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Same Spirit guy. It's a couple Walking Ballistas. Four Ley Lines for Romario. He was gunning yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. They, they knew I was playing. Ooh, Blast Zone. That's interesting. They weren't playing, uh, what's the name of the Once Upon a Time? Mm-hmm. That was something that we've been seeing, but they're not playing here. But everything else looks pretty stockish. And then uh, Svaka in eighth. Snoko again. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, another Snoko list. Though not running Yuri. Oh, no, sorry. I spoke too soon. He is running Yurian. Yep. Svaka, I was going to be so proud of you. And then. <laughs> <laughs> dun 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 it, it's it actually Urian. uh interestingly though this is something i have not seen before for him to torak in the snoko list what <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that, so that's that, like when this is sec is ridiculous it's that's like, that's one way to fight for card advantage man double like black a- double black casting costs blue green casting costs white blue casting costs blue black casting costs yeah, Pat, green blue cat. Like, Pat, have you heard of this card called Arkham's? Astrolabe? I know. I just, just a. It's a travesty. It's it, a travesty. The one that, the one that fixes everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think Astrolabe is actually part of the reason why we're seeing these these eighty card monstrosities. I think they're really being enabled by the yeah, artifact. I think so. I think Urian wouldn't be as like. I still think Urian would be popular, but I don't think it would be as popular yeah. if it wasn't for Astrolabe. Yeah. Cause, yeah. We're going to have an announcement at the end of the show about our Arkham's Astrolabe buyback program, by the way, so just stay <laughs> Did tuned. Did you get that. emails, Pat? That, <laughs> we, I mentioned that in the cast last week, and that got a lot of traction with listeners, so uh, uh, yeah, so uh, if you have our Astrolabes uh, and you want to send them in to us, send them to us. Um, and then if you want to donate to the cast, I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys know at the end of the show how to do that. And we're going to buy up all the astrolabes, boys. We're going to send them back to fucking Watsy. <laughs> Dear, de- I'm going to write in crayon, <laughs> just crayon on a, uh, like a torn out notebook piece of paper. Dear Mr. Morrow, lock these away. <laughs> send them back. Send them back. Send them back. Um, let's see. Is there anything outside of eighth place we wanted to chat about before we, uh, Go to the other challenge. Uh, well, there was a Lurin in tenth place, which was really cool. Oh no, sorry, not a Lurin food chain. The other green enchantment combo deck. I was okay, <laughs> uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I just thought that. Uh, Wait, so in what place? Uh, tenth place. Oh, tenth. Uh, okay, I was gonna infect with love great, it. great name, great name. Hodor time, baby. <laughs> 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 Tenth place. That's uh, pretty good. I'm sorry that uh, the last season made your name irrelevant, Hodor Toem, baby. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, just uh, it's cool seeing Food Chain pop up. We don't see that all uh, you know all that often, but it's cool when it does. Mm. 
and not running any companions. So, you know, I'll always give credit for that. Yep. But one Oko, so blech. Blech. Blue. But in the sideboard, not in the main deck. True, 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 Not true, in the true. main deck. Uh, in fact, in 11th, that's interesting. Uh, let's see here. Running. Uh... Whoa, gray stable stag in the sideboard. Or not stable, sable. Oh, yep. <laughs> There's two of them. <laughs> okay. Sable stag. Um, yeah, um... and uh, Veil of Summer in the sideboard. Remember when everyone said Veil of Summer was going to make... Uh, who, who, <laughs> uh, here's another dig at Nate when when he said that uh, Veil of Summer was going to make uh, Infect Tier Zero and it was going to be all over the place, ripping up Legacy. And uh, we see two in the sideboard of, of an eleventh place list, and I guess that's ripping up Legacy for for Infect. Uh, but yeah, that's just a subtle dig, uh, our friend Nate. Pat, you you were backing him up. I think you you were no, all about no, that too. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. I said yeah. Veil of Summer was a good card, but I said I said it would not put Infect over the go top, to the so tapes. Go to yeah, run the please tapes. do. I can actually pull up the tweets right now and say you're fucking high. You think Veil of Summer is gonna make gonna make it the fucking best deck in the format? Oh, I said you're man. crazy. You're crazy. Mm. Uh, all right, should we get on to yesterday's challenge list? Uh, sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Because today's Monday, huh? Jeez. Yeah. Uh, but yes, Yorian. Yorian Death and Taxes took it down. Yep. Forty card Death and Taxes. Oh Wait, baby, what? eighty card. So yeah, eighty cards. Sorry, <laughs> Jerry. J- Jerry's just uh, double queuing right now with limited. That's why he's saying. That. <laughs> You're saying that Death and Dex is a sealed deck. Yeah, the Death and Dex. So is they can run deck. four four swords and three path. <laughs> also, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to break it to you, Romario, but I'm looking at this eighty card uh, Death and Taxes list, and they're running three Rest in Peace in the sideboard, and a Containment Priest too, and Yikes. a Containment Priest. Does containment, containment, yeah, no, containment priest doesn't stop companions because you're actually casting it. Bleh. Hmm. Um, so yeah, well, I mean, you got all this room for extra fun, spicy stuff in your, uh, death and taxes list mm-hmm. when you're running 80 cards. So, you know, single rot walking ballista, two tomics, a sanctum prelate, a remorseful cleric. Two Palace Jailer, a Mirren Crusader, a Hallowed Spirit Keeper. Basically, it's just like, hey, I know Watsi has been giving Death and Taxes so many great cards uh, over the past couple of years that it's been really hard to choose. So why choose? Let's just play them all in one deck. <laughs> but I still don't have Mangara, the the thing they removed. Oh, man. Features. Yeah, Death and Taxes has been dead to me ever since they cut Mangara. That card is the best. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel, I feel the same. Ah, I love Mangara loops. That's the best. <laughs> And even with 80 cards, they still didn't find space for it. <laughs> ah, breaks my heart. Breaks That's my the, heart. The ultimate snub. Uh, uh, man, no, there's nothing like Mangara, Hold Priority, Caracas, and then reactivate Vile, put Mangara back in. It's great. It's that's great. when I just so that's good. when I just put my deck back in the deck box and, and drop from the tournament. I hate that loop. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even that good of a loop. It's like it's it's three mana and you can only do it once per turn to exile one card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but sometimes it's just enough for me to be like, fuck this game. I'm not playing anymore. <laughs> oh boy. Uh um, Zeo Francone, we see another rug delver list in second here. Uh, this one with a little bit beefier creature package because they're including 
uh, three Tarmogoyf, along with four Delver, three Dreadhorde, and two Hooting Mandrills. Yeah, they're not running the Gigantha in the mm-hmm. sideboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one just looks like you know more traditional uh, Rug Delver running Okos. Yeah, yeah, Okos. No, yeah, no Stifles. So I wouldn't even. I can't call it traditional Rug Delver because I to me that's just Stifle Wasteland, and I mean they have Wastelands here, but. Pat, I just don't think Stifle's coming back any as as long as Astrolabe is legal, I don't see Stifle coming back. I mean, I don't think Stifle's gonna be back even if Astrolabe is is illegal, honestly. I, I just think Stifle's time is 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 has come and gone, but you can always um, use it with your dreadnoughts. We're seeing another another <laughs> uh Snoko list, uh, our Yorian Snoko list in third. Misplaced Ginger. Uh this has got the Astrolabe. Again, the five planeswalkers. Uh this is like actually this might be Almost exactly what we saw in the other challenge. Um, it looks very similar. So, again, for abundant growth, yeah, it's just wild to me that they're playing abundant growth in this deck. But <laughs> I mean, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, totally, I totally understand why. It's just, it's just, man, Argum's Astrolabe is fucking leads to some atrocious decks. Um, abundant growth was standard all star mm, back in the day. Yep. And, uh, uh, we see fairies. Scuttle Spike again in fourth with, uh, with again, blue-black uh, Ninja Fairies. That's pretty sweet. I wonder if it is the person who plays at Gaming Etc. It could. I mean, it could be, but I mean, it's... it's. I think the the deck has gained popularity. Um, but we, we certainly could reach out and ask. Yeah. You never know. Uh, if you're listening, Scuttle Sprite, Spike, <laughs> Spike. 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 Scuttle Spike. <laughs> Scuttle Spike. Yeah. Let us know. Uh, okay, we, uh, we see infected. It worked. It worked with me. What's yeah. that? Oh, yeah. It worked with me. You guys asked me if I was in the show, and I replied. So maybe this person will reply. <laughs> you never too. know. You never know. You don't know how far how far the podcast reaches. <laughs> yeah. It's much better than how we usually get guests, where I stand under their window at night and throw rocks at it, <laughs> <laughs> and then hold a boombox above my head. That, that usually does it. Uh, good reference. <laughs> uh, Fenris Cloud and Fifth uh, piloting infect. That's pretty sweet. Uh, they're running one stifle. That's exciting. Wow, Pat. Wow. One stifle. One stifle. Oh, that's the same. That's the same player that finished uh, place eleventh on Saturday. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so uh, see, they added the stifle, and now they're uh, now they're placing in the top eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is this? This is just. Ooh, they're running a main deck tithe. What is this? I don't uh, know. Oh, so the Esper is the Esper. Uh, uh, is the Esper vial list from a. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, yep. it's running a charming prince. Yep. Soul Herder. Meddling Mage. Four med- I like Meddling Mage in this meta with companions. It seems like a great call. Yep. Flicker Wisp. A tie. I still think the tie is pretty wild. That's great. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, by the way, by the way, if you're planning on building this deck in paper, check out how much Gilded Drake is worth now. <laughs> is Gilded it's Drake absurd. worth a lot again? Yes, it's like a, it's like over a hundred dollars now. What? Oh yeah. my god. Gilded Drake is like one of those cards where its price history looks like a roller coaster. Like <laughs> that is very true. Like very it, true. It, like I remember when Sneak and like when Sneak and Show first became a deck, Gilded Drake went way up in value and then it like stopped seeing play and it cratered down and now like it it's been everywhere from like a dollar to twenty dollars to a hundred dollars and everywhere in between yep. over time. Yep. Uh I got one I think it was like last year when we started seeing people playing that deck most. Again, mm-hmm. and I deck, and it played one, so I bought one for like forty bucks, I think, and I felt super terrible for paying that much money. And but yeah, and I was, it's very expensive, and this list plays three of them, so it's reserveless too, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, 
Um, but yeah, this was like the OG sneak and show hate card. Like mm-hmm. I always hated this card when I saw it because <laughs> you would cast show and tell and you would put in like progenitus or something or not progenitus. Actually, yeah. Could this target progenitus? Uh, oh no, it targets the creature. So it couldn't be progenitus. Yeah, targeting it can't. But, uh, you know, the Emmercool, you could just switch gilded break with Emmercool. <laughs> uh, the good old days and they're running two on earth, uh, currently underplayed card on earth. Yeah, that's a great um, card. This is like uh, I wonder how close this is to like the Esper Violist that um, Rich Shea was working with. Uh, and then in seventh place, I think we're seeing our first uh, Gyruda deck that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Gyruda uh, clone deck. Uh, anything interesting you guys notice? Uh, I well, I don't know these decks well enough to really say like, oh, this is this is different. But um, you know, they're running like the twenty-seven. So the creatures are four Dax duplicate, a Dragon Lord Colagun. Three Gyruda, three Phantasmal three Phantasmal Image, four Phyrexian Metamorph, four Resto Angel, one Sakashima, one Sire of Insanity, four Spark Double, two Thoughtseer. Speaking of Resto Angel, Thought not I, seer, rather. I can finally I kinda wanna put this deck together on paper so I can finally use my promo Spanish Restoration Aim Angel Game Day cards <laughs> that had literally been sitting in my binder for the past ten years, not seeing play. Um, I like the one of Powder Keg in the sideboard. That is a card we do not see very often anymore. <laughs> that used to see a lot of play back in the day before Engineered mm-hmm. Explosives was invented. I don't know if I've ever seen this card before. Oh, Powder Keg is a classic. I love me some Powder Keg. Two colorless for an artifact. At the beginning of your upkeep, you can put a fuse counter on Powder Keg. Sacrifice Powder Keg. Destroy each artifact and creature with converted mana cost equal to the number of fuse counters on Powder Keg. It was basically like Ratchet Bomb before Ratchet Bomb was uh, was a thing. Nice. Yeah, the only difference, uh, it doesn't make too much of a difference uh, in today's legacy, but uh, it kills like uh, artifact lands because that was before Wizards started putting like destroy all permanent, known land permanents. Oh, true, so, true. Yeah, you're and right. And also, I've also killed a couple of like uh, Creeping Tar Pits with that card because they're also the same thing. It doesn't say non-land creatures. Or non-land permanence. So if they activate and turn into a creature, now Powder Keg can actually kill it if it's a zero. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, then in eighth place, we have another Rug Delver Oko list. Uh, not running the Jurgen. So yeah, maybe you're right, Romario. You know, people on... People on Saturday played uh, Yorguntha, and then on Sunday they decided that they didn't actually like it and cut them. Yeah. That sounds about right. Good riddance. Uh, another <laughs> another rug delver in eighth. This one's running a brazen borrower, but then everything else is basically the same here. And the life oh, from the, the life loam. from the loam in yeah. the main deck. Yeah, yeah. There you go. We saw we saw the same thing. That's yeah. interesting. Yep, yep. Also, shit, we got tin fins in ninth place. I was just about to say, I like this. Children of Coralis, Chance of the Annex, Grizzlebrand. That's tin fins. Uh, no, uh, unearths though. Not unearth. Um, uh, man, uh, I'm blanking on the card. Um, Tendrils of Agony? Oh, no, there's a Tendrils in there. No, no there's the, the, the Mirage card, right? Uh, the, yeah, the instant speed reanimate uh, card. Shallow Grave. Oh, Shallow Grave. Yeah, yeah, no Shallow Graves. But, uh, yeah, always cool seeing tin fins pop up there. That might actually be something that people might want to try. Because the other day, I, I never get, uh, like donation lists, mm-hmm. but someone sent me a donation list. There was a Team Fins deck that had a Doomsday sideboard uh, plan, hmm. 
And I immediately went like 4-1 with the deck. And then I was like, oh, this was really fun. And the person that donated was watching my stream. It's like, oh, I'll just play another league. And I went 4-1 again. <laughs> so I was like, so maybe the Team Fins package is just good. Uh, so I don't yeah. know. Well, I mean, it's it's super fast. And like you said, there isn't a lot of uh, graveyard hate right now. Damn, I should just put this deck together. This is such a sweet deck. Hmm. It's pretty cool. Like, you'll draw your entire deck. And, and if you really want to keep doing it, you can go up to like, I don't know, 100 life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> So you kind of just do whatever. I, I'm just shocked that they're running Animate Dead instead of Shallow Grave, though. I wonder... Uh, For Animate Dead, no Shallow Grave. I don't know why. Hmm. Maybe they can play like a black and red Reanimator plan or... Or Timfins. Yeah, but I mean, the only... It's four Grizzlebrand, four Chancellor Annex. That's the only targets. And then one Ashen Rider in the sideboard. So, like, there's no, I guess they're I don't like, know, Jerry, you know more than I do, but, like, <laughs> if, even a 6-7 Grizzle Brandon play can still win a lot of games. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's just, like, they if, maybe they're just, like, Animate Dead has the effect where they just have it past the turn it gets reanimated. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, Animate Dead really fell out of fl- favor when uh, Abrupt Decay was printed, mm-hmm. and it's been really suppressed ever since, but there aren't that many but Abrupt Decays was, Yeah, that's right true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, hmm. I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, it could also just be like a card availability. They couldn't get Shallow Graves. So they're like, ah, screw it. We'll try Animate Deads instead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. It makes sense. Shallow Grave is nice uh, that it's instant speed, though. Hmm. Yeah. Tenth place, Oko. Oko lands. Yep. Hurts my soul. Yep. <laughs> though it, it is interesting that it's brought intuition back to lands. You know, intuition has come home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy. Oh, and Cephalid Breakfast in eleventh uh, place, Pat. Your favorite card. Boo. Punishing waterfalls <laughs> coming in eleventh place with Cephalid Breakfast. Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! With the Batter Skull. Wait, why is there a Batter Skull? Oh, is it is Cephalid Breakfast Mystic. with a Stoneforge Mystic package? Is that am I crazy? That's not normal, right? That's interesting. It, it is now. It is now. It, yeah, they they. That's why they also have the true name Nemesis in the sideboard. Uh, also, Shuko is also an equipment. So, <laughs> so it, yeah. So there's, uh, I mean, uh, was it Javier? He wrote an article for uh, Hadaruya, and uh, he was explaining like this build. So yeah. yeah, but like I mean, it's pretty straightforward, right? You have Stoneforge Mystic that fetches a equipment. So you have Shuko, which is part of your combo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think the co- the cost of just adding like a better skull to your main deck is not. Oh, so yeah, that makes sense. Stoneforge Mystic is a tutor for the combo piece, and since you're on Stoneforge Mystic anyways, you might as well throw a batter skull in there. Right, right. Yeah, I like that. That's pretty cool. And then another elves. I, we are yeah. seeing more elves lists, I feel. Like I well, feel this is like, the one you mentioned before. This is the first elves list we've seen. This is the only elves the only list we've seen in the in the two challenges. I thought there was another one. No, you had mentioned that on the twenty. You had met, we were going over the twenty third list, and you mentioned it on the twenty the twenty fourth. That's why I couldn't find it. Oh, gotcha. Uh, but okay. yeah, so the, so but there is a there is a there is one elves list here. Let's see. This one's also playing Gigantha, but again, that's uh that must come out when you take out your crater hoof. <laughs> yeah, that becomes and, the uh, companion then. Oh my god, are my eyes deceiving me, Pat? 
the best planeswalker in legacy history, Jace the Mind Sculptor, finally making an appearance in 13th place of a single tournament. Pretty amazing. <laughs> wow. Where have you been, buddy? Where I think they just been? couldn't get their hands on a... Uh... It's because you can't run you can't run six Okos. That's why he's running four Okos and two Jace the Mind Sculptor. <laughs> Jacing play since we're not allowed to run six Okos. Oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, this is this is actually an interesting list. Two Jace, four Oko, four Ice Fang, three Snapcaster, four Uru, one Entreat the Angels. Four preordain, two supreme verdicts, four brainstorm, four force of negation, four force of will, two spell pierce, four swords to plowshares, four astrolabe, four abundant growth, two sylvan library, and then of course the urian in the uh, sideboard. Hmm. So like this is like this is like eighty card miracles basically. Mm-hmm. Eighty card bant miracles. Like this this is a deck that knows what it wants to do. Lots of four ofs. Yep. Uh, we see a Merfolk list. Wow. In uh, 14. That's wow. Running. Wow. Merfolk running paradigm shift. Hell yeah. (laughs) One in a blue sorcery. Remove all cards in your library from the game. Shuffle your graveyard into your library. Wait, why are they running that? Why are they running four of them? Oh, because they're all Thassa's Oracle. Oracle. Oh. The, they're running the Thassa's Oracle yeah. combo. Yeah, that makes oh, sense. Oh, interesting. So they're just they're just able to they can just violin Thassa's Oracle. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. So you cast Paradigm Shift, uh, that resolves. You can violin Thassa's Oracle. There's nothing your opponent can do. Yeah, pretty much. Interesting. Is that the only uh, one? Just the four Thassa's Oracle. Okay. Wow. Because they, they, they can get their devotion to blue. Pretty high. Yeah, four four master, or not master of the pearl trident. Um, Yeah, sorry, you're right, but the Thassa's Oracle. I was thinking. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. I like that. See JPA in 16th with a green show and tell, right? Is this green? Uh, Uh, No. No. This is just Just, uh, sneak and show. Simeon Spirit Guide sneak and show. Yep. Simeon Spirit Guide, huh? He is running a single tropical island for the two Vale of Summer in the sideboard, though. Uh, okay, that's what the that's what the traps for, right? Have we seen them go move away from like the Eureka Tellists? Uh, we haven't really seen those see a lot of play, but that is because they're just not very good against companion decks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was in the super qualifier on Thursday. There were two lists that had Eurekas in the main deck. Oh, are there? Cool. That's good. yeah from the from the super qualifier. Yeah. Uh, do we have the super qualifier list? I don't think so. Um, we I can pull them up. I didn't I didn't put them in the show notes, but they were on the Reddit page. Hold on. Oh geez, I know I saw a super qualifier, and here it is. So some spice from the five O list. Uh, <laughs> Gyruda Wishclaw Wishclaw Bomberman. Did you guys see this wow. list from the five O's? I got to look at that one. <laughs> Four Karn the Great Creator, four Oriok Salvagers, four Thought Not Seer, three Walking Ballista, four Chalice of the Void, three Defense Grid, three Lion's Eye Diamond, one Lodestone Bobble, uh, four Lotus Petal, three Mox Opal, four Urza's Bobble, uh, three Wishclaw Talisman, one Ancient Den, four Ancient Tomb, four Cavern of Souls, four City of Traitors, one Caracas, two Marsh Flats, two Plains, one Scrubland, one Swamp. And then Gyruda in the sideboard. Okay. Interesting choices. 
huh. yeah, so there's a super qualifier here. Um, let's see. Garuda, uh, so one through eight was Garuda Stompy, uh, Snow Control, Rug Delver, Blue Green Omnitel, uh, Yorian Snow, Rug Delver, Five Color Snow Control, and another Blue Green Omnitel. So two two Blue Green Omnitel lists in the top eight. That's interesting. Wow, that is really that's the first I've seen them place in a long time. Yeah, yeah, and another one in twelfth too, actually. Yeah, basically since since Companions have been printed, that's the first I've seen the Eureka Tell list show up so that's hmm. pretty cool but a lot you see a lot of uh yeah a lot of snow control a lot of uh astrolabes in the top the top 16 and a lot of uh a lot of companions gotcha gotcha and i'll drop all the um i'll drop the the challenges the five o's and the super super qualifier in the show notes for people to peruse at their leisure as well so what do we feel about the format gentlemen well, again, I haven't played the Moto like meta, but it looks like it's. I mean, there's a lot of companions, obviously, but there are ways to beat the companion decks, so it's not like they're un unbeatable. By the numbers, it definitely seems better than when Loris uh, was legal and uh, Zerda was legal, but it's still really not where I want this meta to be. Well, I think with Loris, it was just a lot of Loris decks, and now we're seeing like it, we're seeing Urian, we're seeing. Garuda, we're seeing fuck whatever the hell else the the stag was. So we're seeing like a, a little wider variety of the companions, but it's still a lot of companions, right? Yeah, I still think I I, I now my like hit list is Urian, Astrolabe, and then the other companions. I, I think <laughs> I would rather I think I'd rather see Astrolabe get. I would rather say Astrolabe. Well, it's kind of early to talk about bands. Like at this point, I think we still need a few more weeks to see sort of how the meta shakes out. Because, like Romario was saying, I think some of these cards actually just aren't that aren't as good as people people think they are. They're just playing them to play them. I think that you know, like I just don't think that 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 companion belongs in the Rug Delver list. Um, but uh, but we'll see. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Romario? Do you think like that like the meta needs to shake out before we start talking about? What should stay and what should go? I mean, I think that they should have uh, done something about the companion mechanic when they banned Loris. Mm -hmm. uh, like, all of them. Because mm -hmm. I think uh, what I said about two weeks ago, I was talking to some people like online. Mm -hmm. uh, I think in a couple of weeks, we're going to be complaining about Urian. And then after they ban Urian, we're going to be complaining about Garuda. Mm -hmm. And then the next companion. And then... Maybe the other two, the the ones that are more restrictive for you to build a uh, deck, maybe they won't see legacy play, but I think they should have just done something about it. Mm -hmm. uh, but otherwise, I think the meta is fine. Like, um, Astrolabe, I, the more I see, I'm, I think I'm changing my opinion about it. Maybe should go to. Um, just going back to, I remember when I first started playing legacy, if you want to play a, a deck that had three colors or four colors, there was a cost to it. Um, and you were also more vulnerable to things like Back to Basics and Blood Moon and Wasteland. And that's not true now because the decks they're playing four or five colors are also playing Back to Basics and Blood Moon <laughs> themselves. So I I don't, I mean, maybe it's just the, the, no, the normal change in the format, ev uh, no evolution of the mm -hmm. format, but maybe it's not good. I don't, I'm not really sure. But in the beginning, I was like, no, no, Astrolabe should stay. It helps people that don't have dual lands building their decks if they want to play in paper. Uh, and it's kind of cool to be able to have access to other colors. And it's a card that doesn't do... I, I mean, at first you don't think that it does a lot, but it does. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think, I've, I think I've been changing my my opinion about it. If, if it gets banned, 
the, the other deck that I've been playing a lot, which is uh, Esper Doomsday. I play four copies of Astral Lib in my mm-hmm. main deck. Uh, if it goes, it's it's fine. Like I'll just play the deck in a different way. But yeah. uh, um, but I think it's maybe maybe should go. Yeah, I feel bad for like the people running Astrolabe. Like honestly, like my friend Dan, who he doesn't want Astrolabe to be banned because he plays Goblin Welder with Astrolabe for like <laughs> incremental va- advantage. And <laughs> just like, ah, oh, I'm sorry, buddy, but you- <laughs> we're gonna have to put you down along with the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, we can start playing uh, Ikor Ikor Wellspring. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing that costs twice as much. <laughs> I just I think it's like um, part of the reason why Deathrite was so egregious was that it just led to uh, soup decks, you know, like these blue soup decks. And, you know, maybe because the Orion is making it to but, be 80 but, cards, there's a little bit of variability in the in the, in the cards. No, but, now we have 80 card soup decks. Right. Man. But it's just like, oh, like this, <laughs> like he's run, now he's running him to Torak and like this, this snow, snow control deck. And it's just kind of wild, man. So, um, but we'll see. That's I, wrong. I, That's wrong. When when Bant Control is running him to Torak, something is wrong. <laughs> yes, I I don't want to be the guy who's like two weeks after a ban and they're like, oh, they need to, you know, I I I still think that Astrolabe should have been on the radar before this, but um, I would like to see the meta play out and and I'd like to get a couple leagues in I, myself and sort of see what I think about I the card. I, I don't think that's fair saying like, oh, I don't want to be calling for bans as soon because it's like we were calling for Astrolabe to be banned before the banner restricted list. They yeah, just didn't ban for it. sure. But that's so it's like, like that's that's like, like this. This is not a new complaint by any. Well, means. it's like this it's is like a continuation. You know, your neighbor, your neighbor has like has like a meth lab in the backyard. You're kind of you put in a couple calls to the, the police about it, but then all of a sudden across the street, all of a sudden, Romario's face is like, let me finish. Wait, let me finish. Like, this is going somewhere. If this has so, pachinko so, balls, so, the reserve list pack. No, no, no. No. So your neighbor's got a meth lab right in the backyard, and you've called. If the FBI is listening to this, I don't have anything to do with this. <laughs> you've called. You've called the police a couple times to complain. They haven't done anything about it. But all of a sudden, you know, across the street, your neighbor's house catches on fire. You're gonna call. You're gonna, that, that, there's gonna be immediate action for the house that's on fire, right? But the meth lab will probably get taken care of in time. Either it's going to explode itself, or someone's gonna come and shut it down. So we're we're waiting right now to see if 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 the meth lab becomes a, a real problem for the block, or if it's just gonna uh, c- kind of stay in its own in its own own space there and not be a, not be a big issue. But you had to take care of the house fire first. That's just that's just priority. Wait, hold on. Let me get this straight. Your argument for why we shouldn't ban Astrolabe. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. I'm saying why they didn't didn't ban Astrolabe was because Zerda and Luris was was the house on fire, right? This tells me that Watsi is a shitty... police department no like, that's all that metaphor is telling me i'm telling you <laughs> they, telling they just you. let meth labs no, I'm run rampant they're, they're their fire department right so they got to put out the fire across the street before they can worry about the meth lab next to your house you know what i'm saying so that's what i'm saying like Luris and yeah, Zerta were the you fire. Were, you were calling them. You were calling them like long before the fa- house across the street caught fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, yes, absolutely. So like they they are they are willfully ignoring this meth lab. No, but listen, hey, it takes you. it takes time. It takes time to make sure that is it really a meth lab? May, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's just maybe just I don't know composting. We don't know what he's doing back there. What do you think he's doing up there? Oh, drug lab. Drug lab. We're reading comic books. What am I, Kreskin? You tell me what he's doing. I don't know, and I don't want to know, and I'm going to find out. Maybe it's a little, maybe it's a little maple sugar shack. You don't know. Maybe he's All making right, maple let, syrup. Everyone, make sure you vote for Pat for your local city official. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> tough on time. I'm just. I think. Listen. I think that's a pretty apt analogy. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. O- okay. Yeah. I watch enough Breaking Bad to know that this yeah, this, this information checks. Magnets. Oh. <laughs> 
if the R, if, right, you heard, if the meth lab becomes first, a roaming folks. RV, then 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 you know it's a serious <laughs> problem. Yeah, you, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, Astrolabe is fine. It's like a meth lab. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yep yep Uh, okay oh i see your point though i remember when uh people were complaining about death right shaman at the same time they're also complaining about gitaxian probe Mm -hmm. and everyone was like oh gitaxian probe is not gonna get banned because right now all the hate is focused on death right shaman and then what happened both of them just got banned at the same time so doesn't always work out that way oh man yeah all right well i think we have our our uh our title for the for this episode <laughs> um all right well do jerry do you want to get a scoop is the title of our episode astrolabe is like a meth lab yes <laughs> okay <laughs> sounds yeah astrolabe is like a meth lab featuring romario <laughs> no everyone's favorite cook <laughs> romario says he's the one who knocks <laughs> I'm the one who knocks. <laughs> um, all right. Well, before we before we wrap up, Romario, is there anything else you want to add before we start getting into into uh, scoops and poops? Uh, no, not really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, Jerry, let's get into scoops and poops then. Scoops. Uh, Jerry, who do you want to scoop in a top eight this week? Uh, I want to scoop in Alan Colson, who said he was. Oh yes. <laughs> said he's going to pledge five dollars. Can I can to I read drive. the email? Yes, you can read the email. All right, so he sent us an email that I was cracking up when I read this. Uh, It says, Dear Jerry and Legacy Newbie, I'd be happy to donate $5 for the cause of buying up as many Astrolabes as you can and returning them to Watsi, but only if you pack them in pizza boxes for delivery to Watsi HQ. After all, we want to maximize our chance of success with this band request. Thanks for making a great podcast. (laughs) So, uh, so yeah, I think we're going to, I think we'll, uh, if you guys want to donate to the cause, we're gonna buy as many astrolabes as we can. Uh, Are we actually doing this? Are we actually? I think it'd be really funny to send them to Watsi in a pizza box, right? It's yeah. gotta be better than sending them actual pizza, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, you don't all think right. it's a good idea? No, I, I like the idea of putting it in a pizza box. They'll get all excited. It's like, oh, these magic players think they'll buy us pizza and we'll do whatever they want, and then they open it and it's just a ton of astrolabes. <laughs> just like, <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Hang on, aren't they all working remotely during this time? Yeah, probably. You guys send a pizza box to nobody there? Yeah. <laughs> the security guard is going to receive oh, it. That's probably, that's probably why Astrolabe hasn't been banned yet. There's probably dozens of pizza boxes just rotting in front of uh, <laughs> Watsy HQ with uneaten pizzas. I did lo- I did love the uh, when they put the uh, like the, the, the like construction sign outside of Watsy that said uh, ban Sensei's top. That was, like, that was a great moment in magic history. <laughs> That was so good. Uh, all right, Jerry, any poops this week? Um, uh, going outside, I guess. I haven't been outside in a few days. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost track of time. Everything's blending together. I think I have work tomorrow. I don't know, maybe. But you don't leave your house for work, right? You just work from home remotely? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why I haven't. Been, uh, that's why I haven't seen the sun in a few days. That's crazy. I'm so, Every day's a Sunday. Oh, I'm so glad that's not that's not the the world I'm living in right now. Oh, man, it's dark. It's dark in here, Pat. <laughs> uh, how, how about you, Romario? Who do you want to scoop in the top eight this week? Um, let's see. So the Richmond Legacy community. Uh, it's too many to name, but I'll just name a few. Richard. I mean, David Richardson, uh, Rory. And Drew, they're all like my buddies that every time I travel out of town, they, they come with me. Uh, but everyone that plays Legacy in Richmond, uh, 
when it's cool, all of y'all. And also, it's kind of maybe not like everyone's opinion, but I actually want to scoop Wizards. Um, so I recently qualified for the Pro Tour for the first time ever <laughs> playing uh, playing this game. And that's awesome. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, so they sw- I thought I was going to go have uh, the real Pro Tour experience until they announced that it's going to be over Magic Arena. And I haven't touched Magic Arena since the beta that I signed up like no three mm-hmm. years ago. Uh, and they said that you have to play with your own account. And I have zero standard cards in my account. And so I think it was this past week they tweeted and said that they're going to give everyone that qualified a fully loaded account with all the standard cards so you can test and play the event. Nice. And then after the event's over, then that counts canceled. But you get to play with all the cards. It, so that shocks me that people had actually asked for that. Like that seems like the basic qual- like requirement for a company <sighs> to do for its pro tour. Like that's that's disgusting that they only did that after people raised a, a hubbubaloo about it. I don't even want to get into all that because I, I actually mailed them and uh, there was a lot of people that posted on Twitter. They said they would, uh, which was really nice. They said they would help people like you no know, get their cards that they needed. I think by I don't even know how the economy works in Magic Arena. I know you can't just straight up buy the cards. You have to Yeah, you just, like you have I, to grind like the only way is to grind for it. There's no buying singles or anything. You can on buy Arena. you can can't you buy like gems and stuff for I don't know. There's Yes, so that's what people offered me. There was actually a, a YouTuber that messaged me saying that he would help me. Uh and this, I mean there were some other people, but uh and then cuz I think I even messaged Wizards to say Asking if I could borrow someone's account. There was another Brazilian player that plays Legacy that offered it could use his account. He said he has. He's like, I got all the cards for the format, so if you want to borrow. But then the wizard says, no, you have to be your own personal account. So I was like, all right, well, great. The first time I qualify for yeah. the Pro Tour and I won't be able to play, yeah. I'm going to register 20 mountains and 20 forests <laughs> and have a 60 card deck again. Uh, but no, they, so they, uh, they, they tweeted about like last week saying that they're going to give everyone uh, the qualified uh, a fully loaded account. That's what they, the terms that they use it. So I, I want to scoop them in top eight. For, uh, I think that's, uh, I know some people that don't have computers that can handle the program or people that play on Macs. Uh, I don't know how that's going to work out, but at least they uh, helped out some way, I guess. So I would like to scoop them for, for that part. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Uh, any poops this week? Uh, I mean, same thing Jerry said, I guess COVID-19, this in the beginning it was kind of fun to stay at home but now the shit sucks yeah yeah it's been uh it's been a minute right it's kind of crazy yeah i forget what color grass is pat (laughs) (laughs) uh let's see i'm gonna scoop in uh what do birds sound like mr frodo i'm gonna scoop in alan and all the other people on the facebook page who got behind the uh send astrolabes back to watsy i think it's hilarious um (laughs) i hope i don't have to actually buy them and send them in but if people really want us to then we will we'll send them with some lal stickers we'll see what happens in a play map maybe Oh yeah, Vic, Vic Coleman also messaged me directly about like where to send money in, and I said, "Oh, it was just a joke." But now, now we might actually be doing it, Vic. So yeah. uh, once again, <laughs> uh, we'll one it. of my stupid ideas gets traction. So what, what can we do, right? He he actually responded. He actually like I said, "Oh, that was just a joke," and he goes, "So was Pochinko Reserve List." But look at us now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, it's a good idea. Uh, awesome. All right, uh, and uh, I've, I'm going to do the same poops. Uh, you know. Quarantine's getting uh, getting old, and uh, I'd like to see things start opening up and uh, getting back to normal life. So hopefully we see that soon. Um, but yeah, that's it for me. Um, Romario, if are, are you still streaming? Like, can, can people watch you play? I know you said you got the the league, like the Brazilian Legacy League. Do you want to shout them out here? Oh yeah. Uh, so their uh, Twitch address is uh, so it's www.twitch.tv uh, mtgo brazil, but it's 
Brazil spelled in Portuguese, so it's with an S instead of a Z. So MTGO Brazil, and they stream on Sundays and Wednesdays, if I'm not. Okay. For sure it's on Sundays. Uh, Wednesdays, I think we had a couple of times we had some technical difficulties because we have to have players actually meet up online and play, mm-hmm. and sometimes that doesn't work out. But Sundays, they always they always stream. Um, yeah. Awesome. So And also, my, my channel is like just Twitch, uh, Romario Vidal. Mm-hmm. And with this quarantine, I've, I've been still streaming like <laughs> I'm in the East Coast, but I usually start streaming after midnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, that dead life. Yep. I have to wait until my son falls asleep before <laughs> yep. I get to yep. before I get to play. Uh, so I've been streaming at least like three, four times a week. So uh, and I, I was kind of against playing those long uh, challenge events on the weekends because it just takes up the whole yep. day. But the Saturday one is very nice because it starts at seven in the morning if you're in the East mm-hmm. Coast. So I played the Saturday uh if I hadn't made top eight, I would have probably been done by noon. But I finished at one o'clock, and I still had no the whole Saturday to play. So I sometimes I'll stream the, the Saturday events too, like if I if I'm feeling it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and uh, so you're queued for the PT. Uh, when is that going on? So uh, it's in June. I think they gave four dates that you can choose. Because uh, before it was going to be like regional. So like if you qualify in North America, you had the option to play. I think it was in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if you're in Europe, there was a, I think a Czech Republic in Asia was going to be announced. Uh, but since now everyone is going to be qualified for the same pro tour, uh, they gave four different days that you can choose. Uh, I don't remember which ones are. I'm probably going to play. I think the last one is on the 20th. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm probably going to play on that one uh, just because of my schedule. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so there's like four days you can you can pick and then you can play the events and yeah. Awesome. That's yeah. awesome, man. Good luck. Good luck with that. Oh, thank you. Great. All right. Uh, Jerry, do you want to add anything before we get out of here? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, awesome. Well, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, if you want to follow the podcast, it's at LALMTG. You can follow Jerry at JME3RD on Twitter. You can follow me at Pat Uglo. The stream is twitch.tv slash leaving a legacy. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, of course. Um, you can uh, support the show directly, which is uh, patreon.com slash leaving a legacy. Um, you can follow Romario at Romario Neto 3 on Twitter. Um, and you can join the Facebook group. Uh, you can email the show leaving a legacy at hipstersofthecoast.com. And as always, want to thank Justin Lutz. He's our audio tech, our sound engineer. Uh, you, know, he, you know, unfortunately, him and I didn't get a chance to play Paper Magic this weekend. But I, but I heard he's actually just finished completing his set of um, Alpha Beta Duels, so that's pretty exciting. Awesome. Yep. It's sad that that's your unbelievable fact. It's <laughs> that's that's a pretty <laughs> unbelievable fact, isn't it? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's sad that that is. <laughs> we, we've gone from, like, Justin is an actual centaur to he finished his set of Alpha Beta Duels. Yeah. That's that's the same level of dis- disbelief well, that we have here. I, I think it's pretty, that's pretty unbelievable, right? Yeah. <laughs> And I'm sad. Do, now. All right, can I say that he plays his alphabetic duels unsleeved? Is that? Um, we're getting there. He keeps him in a rubber band. Uh, oh, that's what I was going to say. At the bottom of his book bag. <laughs> Justin Lutz keeps his alphabetic duels in a rubber band at the bottom of his book bag in the trunk of his car that's underneath currently submerged a, in water. Un- underneath a half drank bottle of Sprite where the cap isn't that really tight on. Yeah, 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 for sure. Sprite's the worst. And a one, peanut right? butter jelly sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Sprite's the stickiest. Yeah, it is for sure. For sure. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks everyone for hanging out. Um, have a great weekend. And we'll catch you all next week. I hear the train a coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. 
I'm stuck in Folsom prison And time keeps dragging on But that train keeps rolling On down to San Anton When I was just a baby My mama told me, son Always be a good boy Don't ever play with guns But I shot a man in Reno Just to watch him die When I hear that whistle blowing I hang my head and cry There's rich folks eating in a fancy dining car They're probably drinking coffee and smoking big cigars Well, I know I had it coming I know I can't be free But those people keep a moving And that's what torture